Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, the Federal Law Enforcement Agency of the United States Air Force. I'm Hannah, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I've been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Oh, now? Yeah. Oh, hello. Welcome back, archivists. Hey, welcome back. That threw me off. You started really early. Oh. oh. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. How are you? I'm, go- I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I've only been here a few hours, so you can't <laughs> yeah, complain. Yeah, I know. Okay. I was thinking about that, too. I said, oh, she's going to say, how are you? And I can't really poke fun of you because, mm. you know, you've, you know, I got home at five so at this point it's just a running joke of me saying how are you <laughs> at this point yeah. i just do it <laughs> to push your buttons <laughs> yep all right what do we got today okay so d- today is a, a requested or a suggestion a su- ooh, suggested case huh? um, from someone you know from scott mm-hmm. scott yep i believe so yeah yep mm-hmm. from you, scott. Said, you said you knew him yes uh i guess he grew up close to where this happened Mm -hmm. but if i'm being honest i feel like i remember this hearing about this all the time Mm -hmm. like going back i like i've i've i feel like i've seen and i've heard this this story and i've heard this girl's name we're talking about michaela michaela garrett Mm -hmm. today michaela joy garrett but so i I, have you heard of i can't speak i don't Mm. know what i'm doing no (laughs) cut that out can't talk you hadn't heard of this no okay so i don't think so we're talking about Hayward, California. So how do you know him, your friend? Oh, he's in um, Project Healing Waters with me. Was he in the military too? Yeah, he's a former okay. Marine. I was going to say he grew up, in ca- he said he grew up close to where this happened. I just realized yeah, it was well, in California. Well, he's a Marine too, so maybe he was uh, stationed out there. I don't know. Uh, so we are in Hayward, California in 1988. Mm-hmm. Again with the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Murder decade, I guess. I when I was I saw so I listened to a couple other podcasts on this case and th- I heard oh, a did? lot of people no. I heard a lot of people describe the 80s as being like this was really when like uh child abductions were t- like there was yeah. a scare and a panic mm-hmm. and this yeah, is there was. you know like the milk cartons and everything mm-hmm. this is yeah. really when it like started. Yeah. This is terrifying to me. All right, so what let's peel back the onion. What's going on? Okay, so we are in on November nineteenth, nineteen eighty eight. We're mm-hmm. talking about Michaela and her best friend <laughs> Actually, Katrina. You're right. What wasn't last week nineteen eighty eight too? No, I just got what you said. <laughs> no, last week was ninety. Oh, the w- it was two weeks ago. It was nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. No, uh, two weeks ago was ninety five. The last two weeks have been nineties. <laughs> oh, okay. I just meant like again with the eighties from like bad stuff happening. <laughs> Like kidnappings yeah. and murders and I stuff. I think we just did one that was 88 because remember we had a big a big thing about. It wasn't the last two weeks though. It had to have been because <laughs> we just recorded. It literally was not. <laughs> okay. The last two weeks were the two military members. And All one right. took, it was right. the 90, 91 and the 1995. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll right. pull it up. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. One so, of our listeners will let us know. Yeah, we're, uh, we'll, I'll get a message or, or, you're, or okay. you'll get a text. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we're talking about Michaela and her best friend Katrina Rodriguez mm-hmm. here. Both nine years old at the time in 1988. And a little like backstory because this is kind of important. Michaela was 
the oldest in her family and her parents had tried for a lot of years and couldn't have a, a baby and then they finally got pregnant with her so her her parents were a little like very overprotective mm-hmm. and wouldn't really let her go places without an adult or like I heard uh, another uh, or read another article that said like the neighborhood teenagers she like the parents would allow them as long as there was someone older right yeah to that take was common them around. I think yeah oh so and so the oldest yeah. kid down the street. Okay, we'll be with you. All right, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. So on this specific day, Michaela lived only a few blocks away from this little like convenience store is what it sounded like called Rainbow Market. Uh-huh. It was on the corner of Mission Boulevard and Lafayette Avenue. It's called something else now, but I saw conflicting names. So, What town are we in again? What Hayward, California. Hayward, okay. Mm-hmm. So... On this specific day, her parents had given her $5 and she asked if she could go take her scooter with her friend, her best friend, to this rainbow market. And after like a little bit of back and forth, her mom said, yeah, like at this point she was comfortable enough. They had been doing it like apparently she had been going to this market like every single day. But again, with like a parent or an older kid or whatever. So the mom said her mom said yes. So she goes. They both go with their scooter it's only four blocks from the house. And this is about 1015 a.m. Mm-hmm. OK, so they go to the store. They're talking. They're laughing. They're having a great time. They leave their scooters outside the store, obviously, to go inside. So they go inside. They get their snacks. They leave their scooters outside. I think I just said that. Mm-hmm. They come back outside. Now, there was two different. I heard. I believe it was her mom that said it one way. The podcast said it one way, and then the article said it another way. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to give you both scenarios. It doesn't really honestly matter so much, but one version is that they came outside and started to walk home because they were just uh-huh. like laughing and having such a good time, and then they like just forgot their scooters and then turned around to come back because they realized that they, they had forgotten forgot their scooters, the scooters, right? Okay, yeah. And that's when they see that one of the scooters is missing. Oh, no. The other version is that they came out and immediately one of the scooters was missing. Like they saw their scooters. Okay. All right. That, so yeah, that's the, not the super point important. here the is, point that, is they, that one scooter is missing. At some point they notice one scooter is missing. Yes. So they start looking around for the scooter and Michaela sees it over by. Also unclear on which scooter it was. A couple places said it was her scooter. A couple places said it was Katrina's scooter. Mm-hmm. So it, regardless, again, one scooter. She sees it over by a car in the parking lot, and it's like the third parking space in the lot. So it's like close to the door, right? Mm -hmm. So she goes over to get the scooter, and she has one hand on the handle. And as she's going to get the scooter, a man jumps out of the car and yanks her into the car. Oh, no. Yeah. And she starts screaming, okay? So that's the scene. That's... This is what's happening. Katrina looks up because she said she hears a scream and she looks up and she sees the man putting Michaela into his car while she was still screaming. Oh, my God. She She says that she was frozen in shock. Mm -hmm. She said that she was just frozen in shock. So she runs inside, turns around to tell the store clerk and also call her dad. Right. This was so sad. So she calls her dad. Her dad is the one that goes over and alerts Michaela's dad because I guess he's outside doing something. And they both immediately go to Mm -hmm. the... That area? The Ramo market, yeah. yeah. At this point, the cops have already been called, though. So mm-hmm. her friend, quick thinking, immediately went in and told the adult in yeah. the room and then called her dad also. So now when police arrive, though, 
They immediately speak to the store clerk and not Katrina. And they actually end up getting a wrong description. What the hell? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Well, the, he called. the, the I'm, uh, Whoever. So was. the store employee called yeah. on behalf of Katrina. But then what I heard in one of the podcasts also was that. Um, or no, I'm sorry. She, her mom actually said this on an interview that mm-hmm. I watched was that. Her husband, so Michaela's dad, came in the house and said, someone's taken Michaela, mm-hmm. call 911. So I think her mom also called 911 yeah, okay, as well. Okay. So multiple people called 911. All right, so the cops show up, g- yes. and they're going to talk to the person that was on the phone with 911. Yes. They talk to her, and uh, so now we're going to go over the two descriptions that we have. All right. So the store employee description is a hippie-like man in his 30s with a mustache that was driving a burgundy-colored car. Now, she had seen someone in the parking lot that had yeah. seemed kind of suspicious to her. Oh, so is that what so she's... I, yeah, I think that's she was just going off of what she saw. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what she told them. So for the first, like, 48 hours, this is what police are going off of. Okay. But didn't they this talk to the, the girl, the young girl, out? then? Not right away, no. They later oh, shit. go and talk to her, yeah. Okay, so now this is the nine-year-old's description, okay? Mm-hmm. this I have a paragraph. Listen to this. A white male in his 20s with severe acne or what they called pockmarks, yeah. which just sounds like, like cystic acne or like, you know, acne mm-hmm. scars, on his face. Shoulder length, dirty blonde hair, six feet tall, slender build, fox-like blue eyes uh, that she said she would never forget, wearing a white t-shirt. That's impressive. Well, she's staring now, at him right there. Yes. There's nothing else going on in her world but her friends getting kidnapped. Yeah. So that's pretty good, actually. How, we go did, on. There's more. Oh. <laughs> she said he drove a large, mo- large older model American-made sedan. I would not know that information. Well, as this girl's kind of smart then, too. Yeah, she was paying attention. Um, possibly four-door with cream or tannish gold color. Also may have had cement splatters on the side and lights set into the rear bumper. The front bumper was battered and the car was run down. It had damage on it like it had been in an accident. Cement splatters. That's weird. Last scene going south on Mission Boulevard toward Union City. For a so nine-year-old. When did when did they get that description? How long after? Uh, it seemed like forty-eight hours later. Okay, is when they talked to her. Why? Yeah. Why? So, why for the so first, when did they decide? What happened before then? Like, they just let her go home with her dad. They like got there and they talked to the store clerk. And yeah, you it. know, interviewing kids is problematic sometimes, and mm-hmm. some departments might have might have rules, and you got to have the parents there, and so maybe well, maybe the they said too. maybe they said you know go home, we'll come get you later, or something like that. I think that's what it sounds like happened. Is that and they just if the like store clerk, you know, the adult in the room had a description, well, let's talk to that person and get the description. So they didn't have yeah. any reason to believe that, you know, that wasn't the description. Yeah, because maybe she had Holy told shit. her yeah. too. But yeah. those two descriptions, man, those yeah. are. Okay. So they got the first hippie, hippie dippy um, description. And now what do they do? So they start looking i mean they just Mm -hmm. start looking for after 48 hours they start looking for the right vehicle but at this point you know it's california it's a big area yeah Um, well it's it's um across the bay from san francisco and it's just south of oakland so it's it's a pretty congested area yeah yeah um i mean obviously they set up missing persons flyers for her Family and volunteers set out, like put out into the Mm. community, 42,000 missing persons flyers over the years. Um, In that first year. What do you mean flyers? What? Flyers. Oh, flyers. flyers. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Sorry. Enunciate. 
Um, in the first year, Hayward police received 5,000 tips. However, 4,000 of those came within the first few months. So by late December of 1988, oh. they had about 4,000 tips that they were going off uh, okay, of. Okay, when did it happen again? What, what's, what's, so this is what... The, this is, is November 19th, so like right before Thanksgiving. Okay, so now December... Mm-hmm. December okay. FBI gets involved immediately also. Like they immediately brought the FBI in. Kidnapping, yeah, yeah. they usually do. That's, yeah, yeah isn't that... Well, kidnapping over state lines, crossing state lines, I think is their thing, but they oh. they get involved soon, I guess. Yeah. I I imagine they probably assumed that they had crossed state lines just because, like, how easy it is to get to other places. Right. Uh, they then obviously do uh, a giant search. So they search different hillsides, parks, and unpopulated areas in the southern Alameda County. They used helicopters and airplanes. So a pretty extensive search. Uh-huh. And then they also set up a reward of $70,000. So when is this? Did you jump back and forth? Because you said the first, the 4,000 came in the, four, the first two yeah, months. Yeah, the 4,000 came within the first Okay, but now you're months. back to... But this is, yeah, overall, this is their investigation and how they're looking for And this her. is immediately they're doing the search. Yes, then. Okay, the searches. Okay. Yeah, they immediately did the searches. Okay, right. The 70,000 is set up. Her picture was put on milk cartons. So mm-hmm. milk cartons, I guess, used for to... people that don't. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I've, I, pop culture, did, I've heard it on TV. You never had, what'd you have for milk in like I school? Didn't know was it, was it like a little thing. twist off thing? No, it was the, the cartons, oh, the little the cartons, square yeah. cartons, small cartons. Yeah, yeah. okay. So and what, they used to, they used to post pictures of missing children on the, um, the milk cartons. In school or wasn't it like the ones the that you would ca- buy? N- n- no, no, milk cartons store. in general. People, um, oh. I, I don't ever remember drinking out of one of those milk cartons unless I was like in school. With um, the kids, with the missing kids' pictures? Yeah. So it wasn't on, like, milk cartons that you could buy in the store? Because, like, that makes no sense to only have so it beginning, in school. This is, this is what I just, um, no, the tall milk cartons, too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, I said. Yeah. I thought that it was This was in the them. 1980s. Mm-hmm. Advertisement on the milk cartons were used to publicize cases of missing children. Who came up with that idea and, and how come we stopped it? Yeah, and it continued to the 1990s when other programs became more popular for the same, same purpose. So oh. they must have had. So, I mean, I guess what, they could you know still what happened shortly after this? Um, what's, you remember John Walsh's kid? Yes. Um, like Adam was Walsh. Adam, the, Ad, something Adam. Was, was Adam. that the Amber Alert? Amber Alert? No, Amber, that's, uh, some, that's a different girl. Okay, she so. The late 1990s was the Amber Alert, I believe. It was a couple. I'm just googling it. Quickly. Yeah, so there was that's a couple conflicting things, but it looks like it that, was. So that's what happened. You started to get that kind of stuff, yeah. I guess. You know, police departments were communicating better and, and, and stuff. Um, how so? Okay, I want to Google it, but do you remember how Amber Alerts? I thought we knew that. No, thought... they weren't. The government wasn't saying that. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay, so do you remember how how were Amber Alerts distributed before cell phones? Because in my lifetime, I only know of Amber Alerts well, on, through my on cell phone. The, when on it's the TV. Like, I that think was it? On the TV, Oh, yeah. the radio. I feel the like radio. maybe I heard radio. The radio, yeah. It? Yeah, on the radio. That's crazy because now it's just on the listen to your phones. radio. We didn't have Spotify and all yeah. the streaming services, so it was the radio in your car. Or As or I started talking, I do vaguely yeah, remember yeah, like yeah. driving occasionally, and yeah, it would it'd be beep, beep, yeah. Beep, Amber, yeah. <laughs> now it's on the phone. Yeah, that I mean that is smart. Um, okay, so the other part of this investigation is that a half or a partial palm print is taken from Michaela's scooter. Ooh, evidence. 
Yes, that's about the only evidence that they have. So all they have is this partial palm print and then the witness description, Katrina's description. Okay, so they secured that scooter in evidence. Mm -hmm. They had to. Mm -hmm. Very good, smart, smart, you know? Mm -hmm. Because the way you explain in that, I'm I'm, I'm thinking, is this related, right? It might not be related. Oh, the partial palm print? No, 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 no. The the taking of the scooter oh, to yeah, draw yeah. one of the... Oh, no, it so, was clearly so, so, related. Right, so now I'm thinking... I'm thinking they take the scooter away to separate the two girls to draw one's attention away, right? But at first, you don't know that, right? You know, they're, they're probably getting this information... But they at, at the time, they might not have all that those details, but they just secured the scooter and secured it as evidence. Good police work. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious, but maybe that's just because I am who I am and I've grown up with you and I pay attention to my surroundings. But when I heard that, I was like, well, oh, my God, he what, took what the point, scooter. But at what point he did, took the scooter did the girl to be able, was the girl able to tell her story, say, we came out and one of our scooters was missing. She went over there. She found her scooter. She saw it. She went over there. When they talked to her, yeah. So that was like 40 hours, 48 hours later. Yeah, Do you see what so I'm saying? They, oh, so they, yeah. yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. So they said, well, let's just Unless take, they did, that part they yeah, might have gotten or they, right away. they're looking at the scene and they're like, where and where did they come up? Wait, the store's here and the scooter's way over here. Well, let's let's take it because maybe, yeah. So that was good, good catch. Yeah. Okay. That's, it's terrifying. Like, can you imagine... You know, I, I was lucky enough to grow up in a really safe area. Yeah. But, you know, like you guys used to let me walk. This is the equivalent of me walking to the shop at when we lived on Camp yeah. Shields. Like, think about that. That's probably farther yeah, from where we lived. You. No, you did not. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> Such a so, liar. So, um, but, like, could you, the thing you is, though, here's another thing, too, right? You know, the other thing we used to do, crime prevention teams used to do at the schools and stuff. Oh, yeah, get, yeah. Get the fingerprints of the kids. Get the fingerprint yeah. cards, right? Because for something like this, because they need to know what her fingerprints are. Was that to make like sure it's real? Not... You guys weren't just trying to educate us? You were no, actually trying to we, take our fingerprints? We would take, I remember a, a couple of different locations. We would, we took, we had your picture, mm-hmm. and then we took your full fingerprint, yeah. and then a piece of your hair. We, we cut did, a piece of your hair and put it in, stapled it in there. We've talked about this, I think, on one of our first episodes. Yeah. I remember doing it at like the BX one time yeah, in the, like and, Texas and, and or something. South they had it. South, or Dakota. South Dakota. They had it set up. And then maybe Okinawa too. Yeah. Yeah. So so the thing is, the, they they had all the resources and they say do this. You cut a piece of hair. And you have fingerprints and a photo, and then you have that in case something happens. Mm-hmm. Then you have that to give to the police. Have you seen recently um, since this whole true crime? documentaries craze have you seen there's a lot of uh women uh, people in general but mostly women that i see on like tiktok they create binders and folders of Of like their hair like a a piece of their hair cut out their fingerprints all of their information pictures of their tattoos like they've created binders because they watch too much true crime yeah because they know like in case i go missing in case something happens here's here's a (laughs) yeah yeah here's a binder or like a folder full of information to find me yeah yeah that's so that i've seen it, so I've seen it on like tiktok too. and so, instagram because i'm thinking they have to know they have to make sure it's not now it might be a bit a large size too and say well that's not a nine-year-old's um yeah palm print well it's a know? partial palm print yeah but they did compare it to her family's too like they did they okay. compared it to everyone. yeah because yeah. dad helped her lift the thing or something yes. and you know yeah. so i know i do know that because i when i get to it later what's yeah. recently happened okay. to her father all right cool out. All right, so we got some suspects. Okay. Okay. Based wow. off of their situations. So our first one is an inmate in Indiana who claimed to have buried Michaela in Union City. He was flown from San Francisco 
flown to San Francisco from Indiana. And after eight hours of driving around with police, he admitted to lying. He just wanted to. He he just had wanted to get out and get a piece of pizza. He had previously escaped from prison, yeah. so he wanted to just try it again. He just wanted to get out and have a piece of pizza. <laughs> yes, he got another six and a half years added to his sentence because of Good. that. Mm-hmm. They need to deter that. They need yeah. to tack on some shit, you know. So they did. That yeah. was Roger Haggard. Because you, what it is, you steering police the wrong way. That that's I don't know what the crime is, but it's a crime. Um, so. I do believe he also had to pay. Was it him or another one that had to pay for? He had to pay. He was ordered to pay the family for grievances, and then oh. also pay the law yeah. enforcement. Like he had to pay yeah, some type of yeah, was okay. it restitution or whatever? Yeah, because they for they, like the overtime and stuff that yeah, they did. I've heard of that. I, I think it's a particular crime. I don't know what mm-hmm. it, is, it is. I can imagine you could get away with calling that obstruction. Yeah, yeah. You, you're steering in multiple them, ways. Yeah. I don't know if it's obstruction or like it's similar, but anyways, yeah. uh, Tim Binder Binder. He's a man who inserted himself into the disappearance of Amber Warts in oh. June of 1988. Yeah. He was also a suspect in two other young girls disappearances, but he always maintained his innocence. Mm-hmm. Never really went anywhere with the, with these people. Uh, Philip Garrido, he lived an hour away from Hayward in Antioch, Contra, Contra Costa County. He had abducted. We did a case there too. Yes, I was going to say, I remember yeah. talking about it there. Yeah. He had abducted J.C. Lee D- Duggard and kept her captive for 18 yeah. years. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> so this is him. He Michaela was taken just th- three months after he was set free from prison. So it was like they were like, okay, he didn't live that far. Um, the circumstances of both girls' disappearances are also very similar. They were both taken mm-hmm. and pulled into a car in the, the same way. But there was no evidence that was ever found to connect him or his family. Okay. And then Lauren Herzog. So what they're, they're going through. So here's what they're doing. Like they're known. Go, known bad guys, uh, convictions of the same type. Yes. That that kind of thing is what they're going Enough through Enough to call them suspects, though. Like these, yeah. they were all named suspects. Yeah, yeah. So. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then Lauren Herzog. He is one of the speed freak killers. I had not heard of them before. Uh, they know. they committed 19 murders in Northern California. Um, his partner, Wesley Shermantine, called in a tip after Lauren committed suicide in January of 2012. Oh. Um, said maybe it's my friend? Yeah, m- my partner. Right? Uh, they both yeah. committed these murders. Yeah. He said that he looked a lot like the sketch that had been released that Katrina uh, had yeah. you know helped create. Now, Katrina is quoted as saying... I thought then, and I think now he could be the kidnapper. I think there are features that look very much like the man. It seems like a strong lead. That's Katrina's quoted as saying is that. Mm-hmm. Law enforcement dug up a known area where these two men would dispose of their victims in Linden, California in February of 2012. That was quick. January 2012, his Wesley calls and is like, it might be him. And then a month later, they're digging it up. So like they must have thought there was some. So wait a minute. We're cold. Did I? Where did I miss? Yeah, sorry. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't say that. Yes. It's yeah. Been a so cold case. When, when did it go cold? Like in 88, 89? Yeah. Okay. It's been. Yeah, it's been cold. So nothing happened. Nothing happened. Okay. So when did when did all these suspects? Oh, so Just I was going to say the, years, the yeah. J.C. Lee Doggard thing. That did make sense. Right. You're so now you're saying all those years he 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 went to jail. Yeah. And then he got out. Yeah. And they said he's a suspect. No, apparently it said that she was taken after he was released from another. Like I think okay. it was another all right. crime. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. All right. So these this is over the years. Over, that, these are suspects okay. over the years. All yeah. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was my fault yeah. for saying that. You, you know, you you 
peeled a couple layers of onion and left something out. I'm sorry. For All once, right. it was me and not you not listening. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Hey, My can bad. you say that again? No. I cannot. <laughs> For those of you listening, play that back a couple times. Feel free to cut and paste it and post it on our Instagram. You're so dramatic. <laughs> anyway, where am I at? You completely derailed it. <laughs> February of 2012. Okay. February of 2012, yeah. they are digging up this oh, known cold. area. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. They're digging Why it up. Why did I agree to do this? <laughs> you? They're digging up. In Linden, California, they're digging it up. Okay. There were, quote, thousands of bone fragments belonging to five different people were found. Now, now, now well, okay, w- this location is where the last bad guy would. These two, the two, oh, um, the, the, the ones the that killed nineteen. The speed freak killers, yeah. The serial killers. This is a known dumping grounds of theirs. for them. Yes, for them. This is like a known dumping ground. And they area. haven't recovered all the bodies. I guess yeah, not. Okay. Listen, right. I didn't deep dive into these no, people correct, because it's point. not really. Pr- yeah, you're right. <laughs> if you want, we can do a whole other no, episode. That's probably a Hollywood thing that we don't want to do. So. I'd never heard of them before. Okay, we can do Nineteen that. people in California. Yeah, like, right. first of all, how many serial killers were in Cal- Southern California in the yeah. 80s and 70s? All right, so they they dig up a lot of bones. Yes, and, and uh, they're like, holy crap! Yes, thousands we, of bone fragments later um, would be found to not be Michaela. So they they did DNA, test. Probably. Yes, yeah, yes, they did identify. So this probably this didn't happen as fast as we're uh, describing it. Well, from when the tip happened, yeah. the tip was in January, up, so and then they once they start finding bones, they're out there esca- yeah. excavating. FBI is probably mm-hmm. out there. They got crime scenes uh, yes. open up. They they're they're trying to how many bodies do we have? Yep. That kind of thing. Uh, they also a year later, so in 2013, they also uh, searched some abandoned wells in the area. Mm. Uh, no results came of those though. Oh crap! So then again, nothing else is really going on. Until December of 2020. And we got no DNA. Nope, just the partial palm print. And Katrina's pretty decent. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And her memory over the years seems to be like that's stuck with her, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously. What year are we at now? So this is is a true cold case. They are sucking this. They're hating this thing. I think we're at like, what is it, like 32 years? Well, 32 years in 2020. I think now it's like 34, something like that. So 2020, what happens? 35. Some new detective gets the box. They put the box, the banker's box on his desk and say, it's all yours. It didn't quite, they didn't quite uh, specify because he's, this man is going to trial. So I don't know exactly if they, uh, that uh, that would make sense to me. What? But. No, no, I said. Old, the you know the picture of the the banker's box where they have all the files and oh, stuff. Oh, you're just yeah. I'm saying you're just being funny. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just you're metaphorically making, speaking. Yeah, metaphor, yeah, I said metaphor. some new detective. Gotcha. Got the new box and said, "Here's your new case. Go go for it." Yes. And, sure. And what did they do? So December twenty. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying I didn't know for yeah. sure because they didn't specify if it was a new detective or not. That's <laughs> all, right. all I'm saying. That's all what right. I was clarifying. Okay. Probably. December 21st of 2020, Hayward Police Department and the FBI announced the arrest of David Mish for the kidnapping and murder of Michaela. Now, it's important to note here, Michaela's body has never been found. They've mm. been running off of the... Her mom had been going off of the assumption and the hope that she was still alive. Her mom was like with JC Lee Duggard being Mm -hmm. found after 18 years that gave her, yeah, gave her hope. Yeah. It gave her mom a lot of hope. So, so she was like, you know, if that can happen after 18 years, absolutely. My daughter can still be alive and still be found. Absolutely. So she, for a while was, 
you know, pretty positive that she was still alive. They were able to link him through the partial palm print. He's been in prison. Now, this is what's wild to me. He's been in prison since 1989 for murder. And he's also suspected of murdering two other women in 1986 in Fremont. And then we have another witness that I I only read this one, so I didn't see I didn't see who it was or when they came forward. But another witness places David in the parking lot of the Rainbow Market on November 19th, 1988. Also, so I'm sure that they'll probably mm-hmm. testify or that that testimony will be um, brought in. After his arrest, Michaela's mother, Sharon Merch, said in a statement that she had come to a place of accepting that her daughter was no longer alive within the last year. So, really, just since like 2019, 2018, had she started to accept that Michaela was probably no longer alive? How freaking sad is that? Yeah. Um, apparently, also, this man is refusing to be interviewed. He's declining. He's lawyered up. He's not speaking. Oh, the bad guy? Yeah. He's okay. not speaking. Wh- why did? Wh- how do they get to him? How do they get to him? So they used the partial palm print. I don't... So that's the part that's not... Her father... So I was just about to say this. Her father says that over the years, police have gone back and forth to the palm print left on the scooter and says that in November of 2019, they went back to him to update his palm print for comparison. So they've been working on this palm print over the years. Ah, so it's a partial. So they're trying to... Yeah. Okay, did they match it to him? They did. That's what I said. Oh, I, said I thought they you said linked they, him. Did they, yeah. Oh, they linked so it's him his, through the Okay, so they that. got so they got him mm-hmm. grabbing the scooter. I mean, yeah. It's... But they're charging him for the kidnapping and murder. Yeah. So that makes me wonder like do they have something else that they're not no, He's going to trial, so I, I don't know. This is a tough one. I don't know the rules like you're supposed to have the body, right? Right. But the there's been people that premise, have been but convicted. Been convicted right? Yeah. So some things there are some things that have to exist. Um, for that, well, he's for them been to in prison that. since That's a, 1989. For, so for what? From were you not listening? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Okay. You should... <laughs> okay. So he's, okay, I, listeners. I'm what did I say that he was in so, prison? Maybe you would be wouldn't be confused if you were okay. listening to me. So, it, it the partial print it was bad, right? Because his fingerprints are on file. That's so. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm confused uh, about. Know, okay. Yeah. That's what so, I guess. That's why I'm getting confused but, too. How can you be? But do you remember we talked about this in another one? They didn't start doing that until the 90s. Getting prison mm-hmm. inmates' um, fingerprints on yeah. file. Right. He has been in prison since 1989. So they hadn't started that. No and remember fingerprints. I said, we they would do in hard no, copy. Not not for not in the system though. They weren't taking it for every inmate. Mm-hmm. Remember, we talked about that. And I said, well, why wouldn't they go back and do it? Remember, we talked yeah, about this. I, I think we talked about DNA. Was it DNA? Yeah, it's oh, DNA. Oh, was it so DNA? So they've been taking fingerprints from bad guys for years. But that's not palm prints. Can you still match? Yeah, you, when you take a fingerprint, you have to you get do the, palm print you too? the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, so then, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were just going through all of the inmates. And did it take 30 years for them to well, get no. through all the inmates? No, the, the palm tree. Palm uh, tree. Palm tree. <laughs> No, the palm print wasn't good enough, probably. It was a partial. Yeah. And they did, they were working on it. They kept going back over the years, over the years, trying to get, you know, yeah. her dad's, her family's, hers, all of that. Um. Okay, so are you listening to me now? Yep. So he was in prison, since he's been in prison since 1989 for right. murder, 
And yeah. he's also suspected of murdering two other women in 1986. Okay. So my, what I... It sounds like is that he's been in prison since 1989. So, how did they? Michaela get has to be dead. Like where? Yeah. Otherwise, she would have been found. He, she's yeah, obviously right. not captive. So that's what I'm saying. So they're putting the prosecutors putting together mm-hmm. the thing. How do they get to him though? Like, uh, I don't say he's going to tri- trial. So that, so they that must be. Not gonna they must be going through. I can tell you, it list. wasn't genetic genealogy. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. They must be going through all the known bad guys. At the time, right? And his name pops up for some reason. And then they go and they, they verify. They work on the fingerprint thing and they they, get, they match it that way. It oh, so, so do you think he's been in their minds for the last, like, 20 years, but they've just been working to match the palm print because it was a partial? No, we're missing a piece there. So you're, you're right. So, no. Um, they The police got to get, they have to get to his name, right, mm-hmm. as a suspect. For them to go in. Maybe that witness came forward before the palm print. Maybe the witness came forward because remember I said there is a witness. I can't tell you who because again we're going to they're going to trial. Okay, so, so this is what we're missing. Yeah, this is so, the piece that we're missing because it's still ah these. If you notice the cases that are still in trial, we get frustrated like yeah. this, right? So, but this is a good. This was, right. I mean, what, what's it's happened good after thirty something years. Somebody, it could be a jailhouse snitch or somebody. Well, the witness puts yeah. him at the location that yeah. day. So it could be someone that got out of jail. Could yeah. be yeah. Okay, so a witness, a confidential informant, says this is your guy, and then they go and get the fingerprint. They finally match up that palm print, and they decide, okay, you're right, Hannah. I think you know they came to the same conclusion that look. He's been in prison. He's been since in prison year, since you know, year since after. the year after. So she's probably dead. You know. Yeah. Unfortunately, what's even sadder about this is that in May of last year, Sharon Merch passed away from cancer, and that is Michaela's mom. Mm. So I mean, she got to see him be arrested. She got yeah. to see who. God, we've heard it was, that story so many times in these podcasts, huh? She didn't get to see the outcome. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. If you go on the, oh my gosh, it's so sad. There's a Facebook page. I'll link all this stuff. She, when she was alive, she had a couple blogs. The blogs are no longer available to find. Like uh-huh. I, clicking on the links, the blogs were just not there. Um, but the Facebook pro- page for Michaela is still there. Really? Yeah, because people, uh, it, when I was scrolling through it, people are using it for other missing kids too. So yeah, okay. it's a, it's just a community oh, that she cool. built on yeah. Facebook. But in the comments, that's where I saw originally that she passed, and then I had to go, you know, research it to more to make sure. Okay. Um, but everyone, yeah, was. It was so sad, but at least, wow. you know, she got to see somewhat of an ending All right. to it. Yeah. So it was a really sad one. But All right. So we'll have to follow this trial then. Yeah. Because I'm sure there's going to be some good arguments from the defense. The last I know. saw, the last thing that I was able to find was that his trial was or his hearing was postponed. And that was during COVID. That was like yeah. at the height of COVID. Yeah, remember so again, some of these cases dragged on since then. Yeah. So they're, they're going to have a hard up. time. They, the, the defense is going to have a hard time. explain. So they have to explain why his palm print is on that, mm-hmm. is on the scooter. He's yeah. serving life though, right? I didn't, I didn't. Probably for murder. Probably. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. You never know. Uh, 1889 for murder but he's also suspected in two other murders yeah. so they're probably gonna arrest him on that charge yeah so too. they gotta they have to explain why his palm print was was on that thing 
But he's not talking right now, huh? Yeah, he's All not right. talking, so. All right, well, that's that's not good. I hope that he does. So at least the family can know what, like, at least he can tell them yeah. where, where her body is. All right. You know? And so follow that, let's follow that mm-hmm. um, trial. When is it again, did you say? It was, the hearing was postponed, and that was okay. the most recent thing that right. I was able to find. What these other podcasts say about them? The same thing. The same thing? Yeah, it's just. All right. That's a bummer. I'm kind of interested in this one. Yeah. Because. There's minimum, you know, like this is this is the first time there's no like DNA, you know. Yeah, it's a partial palm print. That's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay. And with no body found too. All right. Yeah, this will be a new twist. Let's follow this and and give everybody an update when when we find that. Yeah, it was interesting for sure. It was really sad. I'm glad that they yeah at All least right. were able to figure okay. out who did it. So definitely will update everyone as. As I find them. But again, all these cases that I keep saying that we're going to update on, yeah. they're all still backed up from COVID. Yeah, I know. We have so. to make sure we know which ones are which. All right. All right. That is it for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Shout out to Scott for giving us that one. Yes. Thank you, Scott. That was right. it was a lot enough information there was a lot mm-hmm. of information it was really sad i was thinking about like how i grew up and then with my kids and how mm. crazy i am i literally was like my kids are never going outside of my sight yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> right cool we are on instagram at true archives podcast that's where that there in twitter is where i'll do all the updates post about the episodes any information twitter is tc archives pod tc archives pod yeah tc archives mm-hmm. pod And yeah, that's everything. We'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Bye.